Blog Talk Radio. minutes, but I want to pose the bigger question, and 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, and uh, and I do. I definitely um, want to pose the bigger question. The bigger question for the day is this: um, What's your plan? What's your plan as you move into 2013? What's your plan? Like, I think we be willy nilly and through life without really making a plan. So I'm gonna pose a bigger question. I'll be talking to Mr. Emil Larue about that as well. What's What's your plan as you move into 2013? I'm gonna take a call before we get into the show. Johnny Vans, you on Roddy Perry Live? What's up, brother? Hello. What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? What's up? Man, we talking to Emil Larue today, and I, I know I know you a music connoisseur, music fan, uh, but but I want to pose the bigger question of the day to you: What's your plan for 2013, man? As you move into it, my my goals for 2013 is so precise. I got them broken down into quarters. Okay. Uh, like you know, I'm trying to do this photography book. Um, uh, the other plan that I have is to uh, actually get a car. Um, what else am I doing? Well, you gonna, uh, you gonna, are you going to get a license first? Yeah, that is, that, is that on the list? <laughs> That's on the first quarter, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I got it broken down into quarters as to what I want to do. There's, there's a few things that I want to do. I want to get into these uh, hotels, actually. I'll get and, uh, your, your, uh, your photography into the hotels. Yeah, so I'm start talking to them. I got a list of all the hotels we've been to, which is over 40 hotels, different hotels. So that's a lot of phone calls to make. Hey, 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 if anybody can do it, you can. Hang on the line, hang on the line. It's time to get, get all the way full steam into this show today. Now, now this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Now, I don't know if you've been watching, you've been paying attention to this show, you've been listening to Rodney Perry Live, but you know I like to talk to talented people. And then beyond that, I like to talk to good folks. And beyond that, I like to talk to the people that are doing it for themselves, that are entrepreneurs, that are taking their careers, their lives to the next level. My guest today is a super talented artist. Um, I mean, her voice is so cold, she she just crosses genres. Like, you might want to call her R&B, but you can't just lock her in the R&B because she'll double back on you and hit you with a, a funky, fresh, you know, classic ballad at the same time she's got the jazzy feel she's got an r&b feel she's and and you can't make this type of music without being just a quality human being ladies and gentlemen please welcome fine as all get out amir larue how you doing sis how am i supposed to come but what am i supposed to do after all that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't even. I can't even live up to it, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You gonna stop it? Cause first of all, how is it to be as gorgeous as you are in this life? I, I, you know, it's relative because I have not gone through my life, nor do I feel today that I am gorgeous. I'm another woman that's just like, oh. I have to accept my myself. You know, I wish I looked like this or I wish I looked like that. You know, all of us have our own shortcomings. So I have never I have never operated with that kind of knowledge. Mm. Uh and and I and when you talked about planning, I'm gonna answer your question before you even ask it. Get in there, girl. Get it. Well, number one, I I'm not a I I really believe in embracing the present moment so mm-hmm. though I don't uh, I'm not against both planning I think it works for many people I also believe that if I don't live in my present I will never just be happy for right now um, and that's really important because not, the next moment is not promised and I really need to be present in every moment but I have a, a, a goal for myself and that's complete self love and that would mean that the next time someone says something as lovely as you did, that I would agree and say, yes, I think I'm beautiful, or yes, I, you know, I, whatever. So that that is a a, a long term goal, and I'm, I'm I'm really I'm an honest sister, so I really lay it out on the line, right. and that's the that is a a goal that I have, and something that is a shortcoming for me. So hopefully, I will reach it before my 80th birthday. I'm 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 sure you will. I think that's kind of the plight of of the people that we regard as attractive. You either completely embrace what that is, 
or you kind of find yourself downplaying it your whole life. You know, like, no, it's not that. But, you know, I, I think it's a powerful thing to just know who you are in this skin and, and w- good or bad to embrace mm-hmm. that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so I, I'm, I'm applauding, you know, that statement you just made. You're dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, well, you're a sweetheart. You're dope. For all the nice things you said, I want to take you, carry you around in my pocket and just <laughs> turn your voice on every time I feel myself questioning myself. <laughs> just play your voice. Hey, you know what? Uh, I got a friend of mine, and we do we do this thing, and and I, I I encourage everybody to do this. Like, you got people in your life that you probably talk to more than other people, like your real friends, whatever, right? And so when we call each other, we do like a mock intro, like like you know how I introduced you to, for the show. We do that every day. So you got somebody it. every day that'll hit you up and be like, run down your life credits. Like oh, he's a father, it. he's a husband, he's doing his thing. He's, you know, and and it, we just stopped and realized one day how powerful it is to have somebody else to kind of sing your praises, if only for a few seconds. So please, you know, do yourself a favor today. Shout somebody out like that. That's bananas. Everybody should do that. Everybody should do that. That's that's such a good idea. Okay, I'm totally going to copy that. Thank you. Please do. So uh, let's talk. Let's talk about your journey, which is incredible. It is definitely bliss, full of bliss. Uh, the <laughs> website is blisslife.com. Uh, you can holler, holler at her on Twitter at Amel LaRue. That's A-M-E-L-L-A-R-R-I-E-U-X. Is that French? It is, but, um, you know, French by, by way of Haiti. My husband is Haitian. Ah, so that that's is. My, that's my married name. And okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how long have you been married? I'm in, let's see, this coming January 3rd, it will be 20 years. Get out of here. I'm not playing. I can't really You're the real deal. Uh, it's really, it's real black love. It is That's real. That's the real deal. I be thinking I'm doing something. Me and my wife, we got 16. It'll be 17 uh, as we go into 13. But when I meet anybody it? that trump me that's still young, <laughs> y'all, y'all the real deal. Yeah, well, um. You know, I feel truly, truly, like, fortunate. Um, And I feel that there are a lot of things that went into play. And not everybody gets to recognize those things when they fall in love. Often love is is just the love, and, and then the other variables don't necessarily fit. And for us, you know, we were, we became very, very close friends. Mm-hmm. And we also love the same things. We're both um, into music. He's been—he's my producer now. We started um, our relationship on, as a working relationship, writing together first. So, you know, there, there, there are all of these variables. And sometimes, I mean, I want to say love is enough, but it isn't always enough. Right. And that's why it's really great. Like, yeah, we've been together a long, long time. We were also very young when we got married, so we kind of like grew up grew together. Up yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, but but I think it's a a really, it's a re- it's a big it's, a, it's respect. You know, we have a really mm-hmm. good friendship and respect for each other, and um, and I believe that's about ninety five percent of of a great marriage. Is that that person? We've always said, like, you know, he's my best friend. He is really, truly my best friend. Um, and and my girls happen just happen to come after that. But he's been the best friend that I've ever had. So I I, I want to say, you know, and if you've been married 16 years, that is amazing. I think it's amazing if you've been married six years because it's I all know, about huh? your, you know, it's all about your own personal experience. It's all about that. And 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 for people. Get divorced. I really truly believe that every single experience is is equally important and significant. So even if you don't go all the way and you just you know you've been married two years or ten years, the, the the point is that you had the experience. It's not about judging it or criticizing it or comparing it to anyone else's. It's I, all. I completely important. agree. Uh, Iyana Van Zandt has a concept she calls in the meantime. Basically, she says that any and every relationship is a means to the ultimate end. 
So, so every relationship is valid. So you you can't discount a relationship just because it wasn't great for you, like because there was something in it for you. Absolutely, every single step, proverbial or physical, is a movement in the 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 journey of living, and and so it really all of them matter. And and living means high and low, and uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. and and joy. And and pain and sadness and ecstatic, you know, elation. It's all of it. All of it's all wrapped up in one. It's just about how you navigate every single experience. And and yeah. So, now, but I, now, I've been married a long time. <laughs> so 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 been married a long time. And and really having your best friend along on this journey, and and having so much in common, has that. I would imagine, like for me as as a, as a married man, on some level, my wife has kind of insulated me from the from certain aspects of the business, you know. And how has your relationship, your personal relationship, kind of kind of kind of helped you in this business? If that that's not a, I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense. And in fact, really, it does for me because um, I met him before. Um, I even uh, before Groove Theory came out, um, Bryce, my uh, my partner in Groove Theory, introduced me to my husband. They were get out friends. Yeah, they were friends. They were he was they were Bryce was was he was writing in a group and Bryce was going to be in the group. This was way before I met. They stayed friends and and my husband Larue had his own studio and he was going to do a, a couple of deals with other people and. So anyhow, Bryce wanted us to write together, and I was adamant about never writing with anyone, and I always did my own thing, and we kind of got together and hit it off and ended up writing and stuff. So we've been working behind the scenes together way before I was ever introduced to the you know the public. And when I left, somewhere in between Groove Theory, when I left Groove Theory, I asked him to be my manager because I just had had some not the greatest experiences with management and um, saw that LaRue had this kind of, some people have that innate understanding of business. He's also, mm-hmm. Haitian people I've found are amazing entrepreneurs. They come from that kind of experience of doing it for themselves, um, um, self-sufficient. You know, you come from a country where everybody's black, the poor man, the the rich man, right. the the swindler, the the thief, the honest man. So you kind of have that pride and you have that self um, sufficiency. And he's just like a jack of all trades. He can do anything. He can be an artist. He can be a a businessman. And I just was like, please be my manager because I trust you. And so wow, I can which is huge. It's huge because um, I feel like I've been protected in a way that. I understand a lot of artists have not been lucky enough to experience. And I know and there, and there have been some painful things that I could have experienced if it hadn't been for his buffering of my of me. And, and knowing that, like, in my heart of hearts, away from the fact that he loves me for his wife, that I truly believe he has my back and I truly believe he has my best interest and I truly believe that most of all he doesn't he's unbiased when it comes to making business decisions. So yeah, I can directly answer that. His relationship with me is why I can even still make music, why I'm talking to you now on the phone. Why there's hey. any relevancy for me because there's a thousand a thousand talented singer songwriters. Mm-hmm. You just need you need somebody that knows the business. That's just like that's straight up. You, you know, yeah. you have to be able to get out there. And he is the reason that I am still making music and still being heard. So. Well, well, well thank you, Mr. LaRue, for getting it in. <laughs> I know. I wish he would get, he, should, he needs to be in interviews. He never wants to be in interviews. He never, he just wants to stay behind the scenes. But he's got a lot but, but of But, you, you know, that's a gift talent. in itself because, you know, my wife has no desire to be on the red carpet. And, and you know, I, I mean, I'm sure you've known, like, your peers that have that, that spouse that's really mm-hmm. trying to do it, trying to be out in the limelight. And it's always whack. It's <laughs> always whack. <laughs> I don't know. I have to tell you, I am so regular. I have no friends in the business. All really? my friends are, No. 
my friends are artists, but in other areas. So I right. don't know. Like, I'm not. I'm so, Listen, I just left Trader Joe's to come and do your interview with you. I was shocked. I love it. Like, I'm a normal person. I am a mom. I, my girls are teenagers. But I shop. I cook. I work out. I write. I clean up. I, you know, do my own hair, my own nails, and go off and, and hopefully catch a flip with one of my girls and, and have a potluck dinners. I, I don't know anybody that's on the red carpet, and my husband is included. He doesn't care to be. So I don't know anything about it. And I, I have to tell you, I want him to come with me because I'm never comfortable. And really? Any, no, I'm not comfortable anywhere but, but when I'm performing. Right. That's about it. Everything else feels totally unnatural, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with my mouth, and should I stand this way? Am oh, I smiling God. right? <laughs> oh, it's so hard for me. I just, so you're I just you're the, you're the quintessential true artist. You 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 are there for the art. Yeah, I want to say I want to say that, and I also want to say you know it's almost a cop out because it's like. It's just what I was born doing. My mom has her, like, she was just telling me yesterday, Julia Mel, you used to wake yourself up singing every single morning in your crib. So, like, I just, I, I think I just got, I lucked out because it's what I do naturally. Like, it, it's what comes naturally to me. And I just was super mad lucky that I can make a living doing it, you know, because I'm not really, I love kids. And I love the outdoors, so I always say if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably either be like a park ranger or, Hilarious. or, or a kindergarten teacher. I love it. Well, hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Mr. Mill LaRue. Uh, man, I mean, as I, as I begin to do my, my research, first of all, I'm a fan, been a fan. And I know people try to lock you into a genre. You know, I mean, because at the surface, I, I, I could say, well, she's R&B, but then I look further, and I go, no, she's kind of jazzy. You know, what? where are you? That's the thing. I'm I'm, every, I'm a little bit of everything, and I think it's just because I had a, um, a very kind of diverse musical exposure, you know, and, and I've been influenced by the, such a diverse musical uh, background. That you know, I, I I just can't. I'm 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 a musically schizophrenic, but but hopefully not in a way that would like turn people off. And I and I actually have come to a place where I'm totally cool with however you want to categorize mm-hmm. categorize me, as long as you are categorizing me because that means I'm in the periphery, and I know that that's important because <laughs> I would like to make my living doing it. So if, if 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 I'm on someone's mind, that's the Wherever it is, it's okay. You know. You, you know, th- th- this comes from um, a, a project of yours that I love, Lovely Standards, which awesome. which I think is such a you know a brave way. To, take me back to, to to when you're working on that project and and kind of what was the the mindset you know because you were really ahead of the power curve in bringing back. That that era of music. Well, um, Larue always felt that one of the biggest, um, like 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 the, the bonuses of being an, an independent artist. And when I left the huge label that I was on for, for I was signed to for like eight years, nine years. When I left, it was like you know we really need to to uh, benefit from the freedom that you have to do kind of what you want, release kind of things that you want, when you want, and how you want. And he's been very, uh, um, he's been very tapped into the fact that, yes, I have, like, all these different influences and would like very much to um, uh, convey, you know, some of these influences with, with the freedom of a full album. And, it was just a matter of like timing and you know having enough money. Of course, you know when you have your own label, you're you're really you're financing everything yourself. So like you're having the money to do it, let's do it now. Um, I love love jazz and I really really um, just get this rush of excitement when I hear the purity of the jazz form in in a very pa- pared down situation like a trio. 
so that album really was, you know, with me it was a quintet, but it was a trio. It was piano, it was bass, and it was drums, and that was it. And wow. I, I feel something on my skin and in my blood when I hear that, and it makes me so, so excited and happy. And and I've always loved standards. I've grew up, I've said this story many times, you know, yeah, I saw E.T. and I saw Indiana Jones, but most of the movies that I grew up seeing were musicals because yeah. my mom my mom is a is a, uh, a professor of, of dance history and, and she's a researcher and an author, and her whole thing was musicals. So I would be taken to, like, see Cabin in the Sky and Singing in the Rain and, you know, like, so Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly and, and, um, and, and, uh, I'm trying to think of it, of all the different performers, Lena Horne and yeah. all, all these Ethel Merman, whatever it was, these were, like, the songs that I grew up on. So, you know, picking a song from Guys and Dolls wasn't that far off for me because I, I grew up singing those songs the same way I was singing, you know, Michael Jackson, I Can't Help It, or Off the Wall or something. So um, I picked from the songs that I loved the most, and I just feel so lucky, again, that I could do, like, what I wanted to do. I picked them. I did it the way I wanted to do it. I loved the musicians I worked with, and I'm so proud of that album. I'm so happy that I got to do it. And it was niche and small, but... Uh, hey. I, I completely love it, man. I'm just an old soul that way. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Mr. Mill LaRue and um, the, the 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 group that, that brought you into our collective conscious groove theory. When we come back, we're going to talk about groove theory, man. We're going to talk about, you know, how did it start? How did y'all hook up? How did you and Bryce uh, connect? And, uh, of course, you gave us a little uh, a little snippet earlier, but y'all stay right there. We're talking to Mill LaRue, y'all. y'all. This is off the chain. I'm having a Ball. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I have the ball. Y'all stay right there. Groove theory. We talk about groove theory up next. <laughs>
Perry. You tune in to Rodney Perry Live. Her website is blisslife.com. You can check her out on Twitter at Amel LaRue. That's A-M-E-L-L-A-R-R-I-E-U-X by way of Haiti. Loving it. Um, man, I mean, such a such a great moment in time. Um, I'm sure you'll you know, forever be connected to the music of Groove Theory, although we know you have went on to do your solo projects. But tell me about that time. What was that time like for you? Um, I was signed to Epic with my demo deal with Groove Theory with Bryce when I was 18. So, see, by the time we came out and you guys heard that album, we had been signed for over, like, about three years. And um, I, again, I just feel like I've been so fortunate to do kind of, to do things my way. Because, like, <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, that was so corny. So I, I like, I truly, like, I was writing, it was my stuff. You know, I I can, yeah, some moments where I listen back to stuff that I wrote in the early days and I used to cringe or I used to be like, oh, that's not me now. Now I can, like, I've grown enough, I'm wise enough where I listen back and I'm like, but that was all me. You know, I was writing these songs. I was, like, arranging my own vocals and doing all my own backgrounds and in the studio for, like, 15 hours and Bryce and the engineer would be, like, sleeping on the board and I'd be like, okay, I'm doing another pass. Okay, I got to stack two more backgrounds. Oh, wait, I'm going to do this. Like, and, like, I've always been Kind of doing who, who, who taught death. you though? Like, like to have that work ethic in the studio is kind of unheard of. So, like, how did you know to be that diligent? You, you, you gave me too much credit. I think I was just pathological. <laughs> I right. think I was pathological. Like, I think I was just, I, I, you know, maybe that is what would make. Uh, I don't want to give myself this much credit, but I don't, like, maybe that is what, like, makes somebody a quintessential artist or, like, really makes someone an artist that, like, you could, you know, sleep, eat, and live this thing so you don't even notice time or space. And and I think that's why, like, I'm so comfortable being, uh, performing once I get into the zone. I don't like uh, the part of, like, being... You're a Pisces. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, what it is. All the it's way, like, y'all go so hard. Do you hear me? It's, we can't, we can't even come back sometimes. <laughs> my I best like, friend, oh, let me, let me, let me stop me right. My best friend is a Pisces. I call him Extreme Dave. <laughs> Whatever Dave puts his mind to, like you can't tell him I'm gonna call you tomorrow and don't do it because he's done with you. <laughs> So, so I, it's enough. When you, it all makes sense in that moment. When I, I just, I just go. I said, let me, what, let me see when our birthday is. Boom! Like, there we go. Yeah, I think like I mean, it's you know, I, I it's been, it's been something I've been doing my whole life, and um, and and at the same time, when I tell you that I'm like not a planner, I am also like innately not a planner. I have never been a planner. I said, you know, I love songwriting and I love singing and I went to a performing arts high school for two years and I did some internships with some music industry people that led to me meeting Bryce and stuff like that. But I right. never had a plan. I never like you know when people say, Oh, I envision myself winning Grammys and awards I'd never even once imagined myself winning anything. I didn't imagine myself like on the cover of an album. I had no plans. I was just like, where can I go and write a song and sing it? Let's let me go there. Like, if, if something was coming up, then I would be like, okay, I'll try but, that. But your plan is no plan. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, your plan is like, I'm. these are my gifts, and let me use my gifts. So I would venture to say your plan is, like, is not planning, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. It, it makes <laughs> sense. It makes sense. Lucky for me, you know, I've I've been studying Buddhism for a while, and mm-hmm. and I and I'm a very avid meditator. It makes me very centered. It is the right thing for me, especially as a Pisces. And thank goodness that that is that's about being in the moment, and that instead of the whole idea of like, oh, I gotta hurry up and get this done, and and when am I gonna get that done, and, and living up to a certain status quo, and all these things that that can make us so stressed out and anxious. Um, for me, that idea of like living in the moment, 
really lends to that that kind of innate thing in me that is the, the non-planner. That like my 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 old bass player used to say, you should get a shirt made that just says that says, I just show up. Like, <laughs> I love it. Because he would say to me, when when do we when when's our next date? And I'd be like, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so I show up. Man. up. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, hey, this is Roddy Prey. Tune in to Roddy Prey Live. We're talking to Mr. Mel LaRue. Um, uh, you, I've, I've had an opportunity to work with Bryce. Uh, I think we worked together on a film a few oh, years cool. back. And, and what I was impressed with, with him personally, is he was just a guy. You yes. know, I expected him to be, I don't, you know how you have a preconceived notion of a human being, like you, mm-hmm. you saw him sing, you know, a great looking guy, you know, he's like, he's going to be like one of these Hollywood dudes, and he was like, yo, what's up, Rod, you know, we was, we was just cool, like on some dude, regular guy stuff, right, so I was like really impressed with him, and now to sit here on the phone and talk to you, it, it kind of all makes sense, <laughs> so, and, and to hear that, that, that he's the one that connected you and your husband, so, are you guys still cool first? And yeah. which I'm sure you are. I'm, uh, so you guys are still cool. And do you? There was talk maybe a few years back about you guys reconnecting with a group theory type situation again. Right. Will that happen? Well, we 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 have stayed friends. Um, he he and Larue, like I said, were friends before, so they are always going to be brothers. And um, they always talk, and they for years have talked off and on about, like, it was really always a kind of a question or only a question of um, when we were going to do another Group City album. And it's it's really now has nothing to do with um, our own schedule because we've already done, uh, two years ago we did um, five nights at the Blue Note in Tokyo um, as Group Theory, and then last summer, we did the Blue Note Jazz Festival, um, I'm sorry, Blue Note Music Festival. Um, we headlined a night at um, Central Park Summer Stage here in New York. And so we we performed, like, live, that's super easy. The tricky part is um, doing another album, and right. we're, we're kind of just waiting for the right offer to come our way. And that's got it, got it, got where, it. Where is that? Yeah. Man, I, I'm 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 such a fan. Um, uh, since Infinite Possibilities, Brave Aww. Bird, I think is just one of the best collections of music. Period. Oh my gosh! Thank you. You know, and so so uh, you have kind of a. It, it kind of feels like you kind of have a house vibe to me. You know, I'm from Chicago, so I can feel like oh. that, that that house music, you know, in a lot of your joints. And but but it's very true to R&B. So like uh, when you're in your creative process, like do you just kind of? I, I think I kind of know the answer to this after talking to you for you know 38 minutes. <laughs> but um, do you kind of just you know go just kind of let it be? Of course, you just show up. It depends. It really depends. I have, like, a plethora of um, ways that, that, that the thing gets channeled down. But that's what that's what I would 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 say that it is. It's a channeling. Like, or it's a... Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just kind of a vessel to a lot of things. Like, I, I, I said this about my kids. Like, when you have kids, they're not my kids. They're the universe's kids. I was kind of like this vessel. And they came through me, and I just got lucky enough to be able to birth them. And the same with songs. I don't, I, I mean, gosh, I'm so worried that there's going to be a day when I can't write a song. Because I'm like, I don't know where they come from. They just come. Sometimes, you know, um, because I, I write sometimes on the piano, sometimes I'll start, like, with Make Me Whole or some of my other um, ballads with no one else, uh, a song called Don't Let Me Down, just me on the piano and we kept it pretty true to the original and basic and raw. And a lot of times I'll just be playing something. It could be for years or it could be for five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's really all over the place, and I never know when it's going to come. Um, there could be times when I could have lyrics, um, a whole song written lyrically with a melody and no music, and, and then all of a sudden LaRue is in the studio creating something musically like a bass line 
a rhythm. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. And I just go and run and get the, the melody and the lyrics, and I sometimes I'll, I'll tailor it to just that music or I'll completely wipe the melody um, clear and start a new melody using those lyrics. It's just, it's just oh, God. You just, I'm just lucky that I could tap into it, and I'm, a, I, you know, I'm trying not to think about the future. I'll try right. not to think about being afraid that it's not going to come anymore. But it's, been, it's still, I'm lucky to still be able to do it. And um, when our, my new album comes out in the in the um, the new year, uh, it you know I I am so excited because it's been again the idea that these songs just they come to you, you grab them as quickly as you can, mm-hmm. um, and try to to form them into something comprehensive that means more that means that isn't just meaningful to me. I right. know very clearly that music. I could just be recording my own music then listening to it myself. But um, it's a gift to everybody else. And so I have to make sure that it, it's it's comprehensive to the world. Wow. And to me, that's like the definition of faith. Like, I, I say this about all the time as a comedian. Uh, I look at it like this, being an artist is one of the, the – it's one of the few professions – that you can really regard as a faith-based profession because mm-hmm. all the time you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know mm-hmm. where the art is coming from. And the trust that it's going to come is is faith in itself. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> you know? crazy. You're right. You're right. I don't even want to think about it too much because I'll get scared. I'll I know. Like, oh. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, yeah, you're right. It's about faith and it's about not. It's just about letting it be and and rolling with it. And, and you can you could apply that to life in general because I think we get so caught up in in, in like what's going to be what success what you know what what am I going to do next that's going to make me success and it's like the idea that I can make this living yeah on this blind faith that I'm going to deliver a full album or that I'm going to be able to like pull off this. You know, I just finished um, three nights at the Blue Note here in New York, and it's like two sets a night. So you you, know, you perform for an hour and a half, you take half an hour, and you perform for another hour and a half, mm-hmm. and you got to do that. You know, so six shows in three days, and I got to make sure that I bring it. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring it every time, but somehow, you know, when you stand up there and you that thing that's what happens, you get in the zone. That I'm so thankful for every time, and I'm so glad that I'm completely unconscious of it of it because i think if i was thinking too hard then it won't happen so it just kind of comes over me it's kind of like my own personal like church experience for me it's well just, let him use you mail larue <laughs> hey uh, this is roddy perry you're through to the roddy perry live uh from the from the infinite possibilities joint uh the name of the song is makes me whole mr mail larue y'all <laughs> man we doing mm-hmm. it Darling, I want you to listen Stayed up all night So I can get this thing right And I don't think there's anything missing Cause a person like you Give birth to a saint, my spirit flies. 
up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Four, three, two, uno. What up, y'all? It is time for all the... With me, Rodney Perry, I'm your host. My girl, DJ Tracy Steele, is on the ones and twos, and we premiere October 22nd, 9 p.m. on Bounce TV. You don't want to miss it. The best in stand-up comedy. Let me tell y'all something. It's going to be so off the chain. Did I say that? Off the chain? I'm crazy. Bounce TV. That's www.bouncetv.com. Hit them up on Twitter, Bounce underscore TV. They're at Bounce underscore TV. This is Rodney Perry, and I'm the host. Bitch. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Hey, y'all, this is your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuned to the Rodney Perry Live. Tonight on Bounce TV, Rodney Perry, the name of the show is Off the Chain, and it is truly off the chain. Got a, a great show for y'all tonight. Let me see who's going to be on this show. I got a uh, bop, 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 bop. Tonight, my man from uh, St. Louis, McGriff. Right here, Atlanta, Georgia, Rob Man, and uh, uh, one of the Tucker boys, Dexter Tucker, brother of the great Chris Tucker, will be on Off the Chain tonight on Bounce TV. Check your local listeners to find out everything you need to know about Bounce TV. Brand new African-American network, and uh, Rodney Perry's got a show on there, so y'all check it out, man. We really appreciate y'all. And uh, we're back to the show. We're talking to Mr. Mel LaRue. Lamel, Emil, thank you so much for coming on today. I can't, I can't thank you enough. Uh, uh, my assistant who who helps me out, Miss Madeline Smith, she's like, I like her. She's so dope. Oh, thank you so much. And I just have to say, I mean, I'm sure you heard this for a long time, but your your authenticity, your your heart, it comes through in just the way that you relate to anyone that you know. You've never, you don't, you never met me. You never talked to me before, but. I could see your heart. I could feel your heart through the phone. You have a real good energy, and I and I think that that's going to protect you from any kind of crap, and it's always going to keep you at a certain level. So I I, I wish you all the best in everything that you do forever and ever. Amen. You, you know, you know, uh, I, I received that too because there are points <laughs> in my journey that you 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 feel like a punk for having a heart. You know, mm-hmm. I you get know. It. And 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 so and you tend to you know portray, you know I, I've had you know moments in my life where I like you know I need to be more gangster more thug you know I, you know remember when Hammer tried to turn into the funky headhunter <laughs> <laughs> you know that was that was really not him and exactly. you know your true heart is always going to find its way to the top and I mean I, I'm it's to um, to get an opportunity, you know, one of the things I wanted to do when I to do this show was one, you know, with contemporary radio, I, I thought it was becoming increasingly difficult for true artistic voices to be heard, whether that be music or comedy or whatever. So one of the things I wanted to create with this show was an opportunity to really get a chance to hear a person's story. I mean, in in a in a seven minute interview, you don't really get a chance to know the artist. You right. know, you don't get a chance to feel their journey. Um, so next, um, ice cream every day, which yeah. I'm sure is a metaphor for life. Yeah, you, you got know, it. I mean, I think we would all like to have ice cream every day. <laughs> Who doesn't want ice cream every day? So tell me about about uh, this next uh, contribution from Bliss Life Records, and uh, what can we look for for uh, ice cream every day? I have never really personally endorsed anything I've done before it's been released. And I think even with releases, like, I usually have just, you know, genuinely don't have so much to say. Like, this project, I'm kind of, like, amped. I'm going back old school with my with my terminology here. I am amped. Like, Wait a minute. I can't say that. I'm on the show called Off the Chain, so okay. <laughs> Talk about an old phrase. <laughs> Oh, you know, we're old school is new school now. So it's yes, very true. Still. Um, but yeah, I'm I, I'm so excited. I'm excited. I'm happy that it serves me and Lou that we don't do trend driven music because I can record songs and 
use them from three years ago. That's never that you know because that's what we do. We write, we record, and we put it in the vault because okay. that's that's what I do. So if you don't do stuff that's like Bryce used to always say, fast food music. We don't do fast food music. We just do music that we feel strong about, and if we feel it's good, and we play it for our the group of people we have, like our listeners that we test our our songs on, our friends that are kind of behind the scenes music-wise, our friends that are just like your average radio listener that aren't like, I'm a music connoisseur, that just like like music. We play it for those people, and and we get a good sense, okay, are we going the wrong way? Are we going too deep? Where are we going? That's what I feel this album is doing. Like, it's, it's just serving all of us across the board. It makes me happy to listen to it. I feel like I hear where I've, what, who I've evolved into, mm-hmm. and and I feel, I, I, I honestly am endorsing my own album. And I know that can be kind of whack if nobody likes it, but you know I'm just gonna go for it. So that's it. Hey, again, <laughs> it's the definition of faith. It's uh, believing in things you can't see. Um, the the name of the, the new album is Ice Cream Every Day. Uh, what's it like? To um, I mean, at this at this juncture in your life, you, you got you've been independent for some time now. Mm-hmm. What is that now that it wasn't a decade ago? Because you got social media, you got a means to get to your core audience, probably unprecedented access that we may not have had a decade ago. Right, it's exactly what you just said. You know, and it's like it's it's accepted in a very widespread way. It's more of a norm not unusual. Um, I still feel there's a certain kind of discrepancy when it comes to black independent artists. Um, there's, there's always a good, it's just, you know, there's always going to be a double standard for blacks in America. That is just the way it is. You can see it from wow. the president on down. Now, if you can feel it with our president and how the media talks and how people talk about that, of course it's going to Oh, don't even get me started on on yeah. the stuff that's yeah. said that would yeah. never be said about the yeah. worst president that wasn't black. Yes, yeah. yeah. So you feel me? You understand? And that yeah. will just be that's just the that's the that's the tragedy of institutionalized racism in America that it just never has not. It's probably not going to ever go away. We need some kind of mass collective therapy, both African Americans. And Caucasian Americans. So that is another conversation. So until that time, I will say that. I, I bet we can have a pretty militant conversation, Amanda. <laughs> you seem like you're pretty gangster. <laughs> I, I will just say that when I was 16, I was handing out flyers for the Young Black Panthers in the one of the hardest um, projects in Queens, and I have always had a dedication to our youth and our people. And I think one of the reasons why making music is more than just making music, it's like this spiritual experience, is because I feel like I'm singing all of our pain and from way back to into the future. Like, I'm singing it. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm, in, I'm absorbing it all, and I'm, I'm spewing it out. So there's a, there's a whole kind of different level of commitment and service of service that I feel like I have to have to my music, and um, in terms of the, of the internet and and that kind of widespread um, exposure that I can now have that maybe wasn't as um, well uh, understood um, when I when we first started we started our label in 2004. So yeah, it's great. I mean, and I'm like a person who I'm not anti you know, evolution when it comes to, you know, technology. So I'm very, I embrace Twitter. I use it for good. I put (laughs) amazing, yeah, like I put, I try to put really great quotes up there. I love finding amazing quotes that you can hear, like four, like four words that are like, oh, snap, that just made my day. That made sense. Or a beautiful, you know, I put up these things I call goddess inspiration. I feel like women of color don't have enough of of visuals of of us, um, you know, looking as indigenous and natural and organic as we are, as we came out of our mother's womb. So I try to, like, throw up photos like that, and I I practice meditation and yoga, and so I put up things that I feel someone might be able to 
to use in their everyday life, real simple stuff, but I use it for good and what I believe is good. And I am very uncomfortable with anything that seems vain and narcissistic. So, yeah, I will tell people I have a show, but my aim is to is to let people get touched by something that I can share with them the same way I have been touched by other artists who have done that with it, whether it's like a music or a writer um, or art, visual art. It's all it's all feeding my soul, and cool. I just only want to keep that that legacy going. So. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We've been talking to Mr. Mel LaRue. I, I won't hold you on here all day. Man, um, I, I, I'm, I, I, I was a fan when we began this conversation. I'm a super fan now. I will oh, stand so on precious. top of my house and sing your praises. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, you're precious. Thank you, Rodney. <laughs> she's, she's musically schizophrenic. She's a mommy. <laughs> She's a wife, she's an artist, she's a vessel, and she's not afraid of service. Um, you better work. You got a good memory. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm taking notes. I'm taking my notes. Dang. <laughs> but um, just just a, a really awesome uh, person. I, I thank you for this connection. And um, to anybody that will listen, please tell a friend, archive this show, man, because I, I think I've learned – from you, I mean, you you are one of those people who I think is really connected, you know, to to this thing that we call life. And um, the new project is called Ice Cream Every Day. It's on Bliss Life Records. Um, we talked about Brave Bird earlier. I can't I can't get I can't stop this without playing one of my favorite joints. Um, the name name of the song is uh, For Real. And um, what is what is that particular song for you? Well, it's one of my a song that Larue and I um, co-wrote. And gosh, you know, when 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 a song resonates with people like a in a widespread way, it really becomes our song, and that always just makes it all the more special for me because I kind of have a million personal experiences with music, but when you when you do a song and the whole entire audience is singing all the way through yeah. and they don't care about whether they're hitting notes and I don't care about whether they're hitting the quote-unquote right notes because right has nothing to do with heart. And, and when people are throwing their hearts into singing along with me, it's just it's just better than anything. It's better than winning. It is the award. That's winning every single award. That's a million, billion dollars. So, yeah. Means a hey, lot. you guys. Hey, you guys, go to the website, blisslife.com, or holler on Twitter. She's tweeting, baby. Beautiful goddess coach is Amel LaRue. Uh, she's at Amel LaRue on Twitter. Thank you so much for coming on today, sis. Uh, hey, y'all, y'all stay. my pleasure. Thank you. I, I can't, can't thank you enough. Y'all listen up. This is the song. It's called For Real. It belongs to us all. It's a global joint. <laughs> I love it. Y'all stay right there. Keep listening. I 